Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is 5 o'clock on a Super Bowl football. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Okay, Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Our uh, Super Bowl week coverage on Cinco de Fivo will conclude with, in my opinion, the five must-have foods at your Super Bowl viewing oh. situation. I will not call it a party because that's not what we do on Super Bowl Sunday. Viewing situation. Viewing situation. I like, I like how you said that. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. Mozzarella sticks. Oh, yeah. Amen. Definitely. Amen. Crushable. Oh, that, Better than fries. You're right. The gooey cheese mm-hmm. and that breading. The, the only question I have is I'm a big mozo stick guy. In fact, I call mozo sticks. <laughs> But I've if you're <laughs> afraid of cheese being too redundant, like if you're like, look, I can't have too many cheesy products. What? Sometimes, because he's about to do a list. Oh. There's a bunch of things served at your get-together slash party slash viewing, uh, whatever. I'm a big brie guy. I'm a big brie guy. Brie? Brie. brie. Oh. Okay. When you have book club, you can serve brie. Exactly. you, right? No. Right? You cut it in triangles, you leave it in a circle. So there's two ways to do this, Tiki. I'm so glad you asked. There's, you know, just cut it, mm-hmm. cut it in triangles, and then you can cook it. It comes out gooey. Yeah, and like you a, put some jelly in it. Like a skillet. Yeah. Oh God, I'm thinking about You're Super Bowl. Such a weirdo. And then you <laughs> and then you read Little Women. Oh well, no, why am I? Yeah. Why am I a weirdo? That's an incredible oh. food. Tasty yeah. at a football party. That's yes. it, man. Come oh on, bro. God. Tasty or not, nobody's sitting there betting the first touchdown score going past <laughs> right. the brie. Sorry, right. be number one on my list. Oh, okay. Number four. Where's my Ritz cracker? <laughs> Almost was here, but it's going to be just <laughs> chips and dip in general. I'm generalizing here yeah, yeah. because everybody has their favorite dip, and yeah. I could do, you know, Cinco de Five of the top five dips, but you need some sort of chip crunching in your mouth with your favorite dip. That could be guac, that could be salsa, that could be French onion dip, that could be buffalo chicken dip. Chips and dip, if you don't have me, Super Bowl viewing, kick mm. rocks. All right, fair enough. Mm. All right. Number three. Pigs in a blanket. Yeah. yeah. And don't be lazy. Poppable sh- and easy. Exactly. And I, I stress this. Don't be lazy on the Super Bowl Sunday. Don't roll into Costco or wherever and get those pre-packaged <laughs> puff pastries. You buy the croissant rolls. You buy the little weenies. Oh, wow. Do it yourself. Yeah, you spend seven minutes. You roll them up. You bake them. And you pop those weenies in your mouth like you've never had a weenie in your mouth before. <laughs> and you eat about 25 of them without even counting. Fantastic. And the best part is the leftovers. So that very next day when yeah. they're in the fridge, oh, you yeah. eat that cold hot dog. Oh, like best wiener I've ever had in my mouth. That's I right. I love it. Number two. A hero, giant sandwich, hoagie. I I think the Super Bowl is made for this. Giant meat on giant bread. Slice that up. Slather it. <laughs> mayo. Give me a sandwich in my mouth. Eh. Loogie, he's talking about food. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, eh? I, like, I, of course, I love a good sandwich. I love a good hero. I love a good hoagie, whatever the hell good you want to call it. Good party hero? Yeah. But right now, there is no room for pizza and wings. So you screwed up something. <laughs> That's a good point. I just think that's more, like, to me, whenever I think of big party sandwiches, like the ones that are six feet tall, you want to cut them up. Tall? They're very long. Long, whatever. They're very (laughs) overrated. Like, they're not that good. Nah, I wouldn't put it in the top five. You started this trying to pump brie onto our tables and tell me a giant sandwich is overrated? Yes, I think it can be. Mm. Okay. Number one. It's wings. Mm. Okay? And, And wings are as important to football as a left tackle is. What about the kids, man? 
What do you mean? Kids can eat wings? You don't have to get them extra hot? Well, sometimes kids don't like wings because they're gooey and mess- or messy. Okay. Sometimes well, kids don't like what? sandwiches that have loads of meat on them. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> kids don't like cheese. Well, Tiki, you, you teach us <laughs> His get-together has nothing to do with Where's kids. He pizza? ignores his kids. Where's he sends the them into a room. Where's the pizza? Pizza's not a Super Bowl food. It, what, oh, what? my are God. You, are you kidding? It's not a Super Bowl food. Are you aware we're, we're doing this radio show? <laughs> yeah, pizza is what you have tonight on Friday no, no, for no, dinner. No, it's not a Super Bowl Let food. me find the common ground with all you guys. Yes. Okay. Pizza bagels. Oh, I love mm. pizza bagels. That, because that, when I think of Super Bowl foods. My daughter like, crushes those. Exactly. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, and maybe this is why I'm partial against sandwiches or pizzas, those are just like normal things yeah. you have all the time. Yeah. So when you say mozzarella sticks or I say brie or chips and salsa or things like pigs in a blanket, those things jump out at me. Right. Say, hey, that's the thing. I, I need the poppables. Right. Yeah. And that's what a pizza yeah. bagel is, especially when they're the tiny ones. Or pizza Facts. pockets. Facts. Or whatever those are, the pizza rolls. Thank you very I'm much. I'm just saying, look, pizza, if you love pizza, we all love pizza. You have that Friday night for dinner. If you're serving the Super Bowl... You've gotten lazy. I wouldn't say pizza. I, I'm with you on that. I would go pizza bagels. I'm just small looking out pizzas. for the kids. Yeah, pizza bagels. Bro, this is how Super Bowl parties happen. I love my kids. My kids know you want to sit down there and eat. I don't care, Peyton, that you're two. You're going to eat the hot wing next to me, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. Cinco right. de five every day at 5 o'clock. Now, to answer Josh Hart's question, any curiosity of trying breast milk? Did that I'm ever sure, happen? I'm sure that I have. What the hell does that mean? I'm sh- just even if it was accidental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I have, but you know what I mean. So I wasn't, and I swear, I am not bringing up the accidental. What I mean is, you see it happen. You see the milk is now in a jar. You see your son or daughter really likes it. You know what milk tastes like. Mm, it is not milk. There's a curiosity. And I have to admit, I had that curiosity with two children. Where I was like, I just need to know. Like, I just need to know. I need to find so, out. So your wife breastfed? Yes. So Tracy didn't. Okay. So it was all formula. Okay. So the the the, the temptation that I had wasn't there as much for you. Because yeah. the formula taste is really not that interesting. No, you can, <laughs> you can smell formula and you know exactly what it tastes like. Right, you don't need to. <laughs> exactly. Oh, can you drink this? But I admit something. I wasn't, I didn't have as much, you know, I guess I didn't have the balls that Josh Hart had. I never tried it, but I was mm-hmm. curious. I was, and I missed the opportunity. It's over now. Wow, you never tried it. Never. So you did. Yeah. I, what, what was your impression? Uh, it's chunkier than I would have thought. It has like some. I guess they call it protein pieces in it. So I made it chocolate milk. Ugh. Wait, wait. So you went you went to town on the whole thing? Like you made it a full drink? I wanted to try it both. I tried both regular and the chocolate version. <laughs> what was that? This like? is the breast, chocolate this version. Is, helped. This is breast milk. Breast milk. So yeah, my oh. wife breastfed with the second kid. I was like, oh, why not? I'm this is our last kid. Well, I gotta say, I had it. I tried the regular. I did one. Eh. I didn't like the chunkiness to it. Did not like it. Second time, I did the chalk. It's not chunky is the wrong word. Right. It's, it's like there's it's... just like particles in it. Let's call it that. It's not like smooth. But you mix the chocolate <laughs> in it. It's not bad. It's not bad. So really? I, I wonder if Josh did the chocolate version. Yeah. he you And know, they, powder, not syrup. Josh Hart moved on from it very, very quickly. So they didn't really get into yeah, yeah. detail about it. But I do feel like I missed a golden opportunity because it's over now. Yeah. You know, unless we have another kid, which is not happening. Like, I'm never really going to like try your it. your life is going to change? That your life history is is not complete because you didn't try breast milk. Is there anything in life that you're curious about that you never tried and it's too late now? Mm. Not anything. Like, yeah, that would have been fun to try. No, I don't think so. Like sitting at the mezzanine level at Shea Stadium. It's too late now. I can't do it. Shea Stadium is gone. I can't sit on the green level at Shea Stadium. But I always had that curiosity. I don't think so. Never got a chance to do it. No. So you would live a much more non-regretful life. Not that I have regrets, but there are things that I can't do anymore that I I wish I would have done. I I don't know. There's nothing? No, there isn't. There isn't. Wow. I mean, I guess that's good. I guess it means that you feel there's... You're done. You can can die now. I've tried everything. No, definitely not. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I haven't tried it nearly enough. But I don't know if I've had the opportunity to try something and I was like, oh, man, I should have had that. Yeah. Or I should have done that. I don't think I've done that. Now, I'm going to try to do something that's almost impossible. I'm going to try to transition from talking about drinking breast milk <laughs> to Kansas City Chiefs defense trying to slow down San Francisco's uh, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and game manager Brock Purdy. Let me start there. I hate that Brock Purdy game manager. You know, by the way, I want to say something real quick about that because I, fi- I found this fascinating. I went down another rabbit hole, speaking of Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy has started 21 games in his NFL career in the regular season. Yeah, he's 24 years old. He's 24 years old, but 21 games he has started over the last two years. And he's technically started five postseason games, but I like to say he's only started four. I don't like to include the NFC title game last year. He got hurt. Right. He never finished it. So anyone who says he's 4-1 and one in the playoffs, I think that's disingenuous. He's 4-0. He didn't lose that playoff game. I almost wiped that one away. Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy has started 21 games in the regular season. He's played to its conclusion four games in the postseason. He has now been in the league for two years. He has a chance to get to a Super Bowl or to win a Super Bowl as a second-year starter at quarterback in the NFL. And I was looking at other guys that did that. Like Ben Roethlisberger did that. Yep. And what's funny about Ben is when Ben started in 2004 and 2005, he started 25 games. Brock Purdy, as I mentioned, started 21 games. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger was 22-3. and three. Unbelievable. It was actually 14-0 in his rookie season. And then went to the playoffs, went 5-1. and one. If Brock Purdy wins on Sunday, he'll be 5-0. and oh. If you look at Ben's numbers that he put up in the regular season and he put up in the postseason, they're not even close to Brock Purdy's. I know. Like, Brock Purdy is far better right. is what look, I'm trying to say. Again, it's a different coaching era. Understand. It's a, it's a different game. They were so run-heavy. Deep play defense, run the football. That's what that's what old school football was, especially when Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger first came into the league. And Brock Purdy... It's it's pass first. Let's yeah. face it. Even though they have one of the best runners in football, the offensive MVP in Christian McCaffrey, they still want to throw the ball right. a lot. And you know the the game manager thing frustrates me because Tom Brady was a game manager. Well, no, and I'm glad you brought that right? up. So Ben Roethlisberger, and this isn't a rip on him because you said it very well. He was asked to do that in 2004, 2005. Wasn't asked to do a lot. Nope. And even though, by the way, he threw 20 interceptions during that time, Brock's done 15. So Brock's done a better job of not turning the ball over. But Brock's been asked to do more than Ben. Of course he has. You know what his yards per attempt is? It's almost 10. Right. And what was Ben's? Now let's get to Tom Brady. Tom Brady in his first two years in the NFL was 24-8. and Brock Purdy 17-4. and You look at the postseason numbers, Tom Brady was asked to do a lot less. He threw one touchdown in that Super Bowl run. Brock's already thrown five. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady was asked to do far, far less than what Brock Purdy has done. Now, does that mean that Brock Purdy is going to be Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger? No. No. What it means is that this early in Brock's career, and there's a lot to be written. We all know what Tom wrote in his book. We all know what Ben wrote in his book. But so far in their careers, Brock Purdy has done more. Yep. And has been asked to do more. And has accomplished a lot. And has accomplished more. We'll see if they can win Sunday to kind of match those championships. Then Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. Doesn't mean he's better. Just means at this point in his career, let's use context, people. Right. The context is he has yet to lose a postseason game that he he finished. Correct. He has yet to lose a postseason game that he finished. Because we all remember he hurt his elbow. Um, which resulted in some sort of surgery. I don't know if he actually had full Tommy John, but he had something. He had a big procedure. He had that's a big sure. procedure that he missed most of the offseason, but he came back you know, pretty well and healthy. So all he does is, is win, and he's perfect for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, which is take shots, but also be smart about taking shots and manage the game in a way that gives you a chance to make big plays. And he does that. So I think... You know, in the chess match that I was talking about earlier between Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Kyle Shanahan, the offensive, essentially, play caller for the San Francisco 49ers, it's how do I gain advantage, right? How do I, how do I find ways to do something that these guys don't think I want to do? And I think the X factor for, this is just for the Chiefs, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the 49ers offense, is Brock Purdy showed two weeks ago that, if he really wants to, 
He's a good damn athlete running the football. I know. I, so I almost I, felt like it was I the first time we saw right. that. I never. I, I think I knew that because college and I, at Iowa State, he did that a little bit. But I didn't think that it. I didn't. I didn't see it. Right. And so you saw him manage it kind of in a different, more aggressive way than Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes just kind of scrambles and extends and. You know, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to throw this ball. You all know I'm going to throw this ball, so don't leave those guys downfield. And then when it gets too late or guys get too close to the sideline, then he just scrambles and picks up eight yards. Brock Purdy, as soon as he realizes that whatever the play design was has broken down, he just he basically just tucks it and goes, Yeah. right? So it's I, I, he's aggressive with it. Now, it's dangerous because he could get hurt, but I, I kind of like that about him. He's young. He's, he doesn't know what can hurt him yet. So go be aggressive because that's what they're going to have to do to beat this Kansas City Chiefs team. No doubt. It's it's funny with uh, coaches, but more so with players. When you talk about legacies and what they can be and will they be a Hall of Famer, where are they going to rank all time, it's not fair to compare someone to their entire career. So what I mean by that is <laughs> Tom Brady played till he was 45 years old or 44 years old. There's a lot that you right. can do when you play 20-plus years. So I think it's only fair to compare what someone's done at this point in their career versus what other guys did at that point in their career. Patrick Mahomes right now, at this point in his career, is eclipsing everybody in the history of the sport, right. including Tom Brady. Does that mean he'll be better than him? Well, there's a second half of Tom's career well, that's going to be a lot. I got to tell you, at this point, Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. It's not even close. It's not even close Not even all. close. Arm talent-wise, you know, you know, Running, athleticism, even management of the game. I think Pat Mahomes is better. Like he, Pat's not trying to do anything special if he doesn't have to. Well, I'll one up that for a second, and don't take this as me or you is saying Mahomes is better. He's got a lot to do, and don't take what I'm about to say as this guy being better. But I'll say the same thing about Brock Purdy. Through two years of his NFL career, <laughs> Brock Purdy is better than Tom Brady through two years of his NFL right. career, and that's not sacrilegious. That's not even, by the way, that's not even a hot take as the kids call it. It's just fact. It's fact. And you hear that, and somehow that could turn into, you think Brock Purdy's going to be Tom Brady? Look, I think the odds are very low that Brock Purdy's going to be Tom Brady. I think the odds are very low anybody's going to be Tom Brady. (laughs) But through two years, through what Brock is being asked to do, what Tom was being asked to do, and then that old silly thing called numbers, Brock Purdy, through just two years, small sample size, Better than Tom Brady. Be- by the way, better than Ben Roethlisberger. Now, well, what are we going to say 15 years from now? It's a long shot that Brock Purdy's going to be better than either of those guys. But that's a testament to what he's already accomplished and what he's already been asked to do. So I think that's kind of damn impressive. And Brock Purdy's confused me. I mentioned this to you two weeks ago. He's confused me by when you watch him play, sometimes you're unimpressed. Sometimes you walk away saying, boy, yeah. he missed that, though. He missed that, though. How good is he? But at the end of the day, you're judged based on winning. And so far throughout his NFL career, the guy just flat out wins. Because if you include the postseason and you take away the championship game, and you should because he didn't get to finish it, yeah, the man has started, let's do the math here, 25 games, and he's won 21 of them. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. So I'll give you an example of this. Because what you're saying is is important because right now, Brock Purdy, and to an extent, even though it's a little bit more down the road, Pat Mahomes are far exceeding the expectation. So when I was working at the Today Show, I did this story with Buddy Guy, you know, blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. And he, he had this kid, this prodigy kid. His name was Quinn Sullivan. And he was just, he could just rip it. His eight-year-old little kid with his big guitar, he could just crush it. It was awesome. And so when I was interviewing Buddy, I was like, man, what is, this, was this, is this great for blues music? Is he the next coming of, say, you? And he said, you know, it's really easy sometimes when you're the prodigy and there's nobody else. But what happens hmm. when you get older? Are you still going to be that same, that far above everybody else when he's 12 or when he's 18 or when he's 22 or whatever yeah. it is? Like, it, it's great to compare it now. In context, we can say, right, you know, Brock Purdy is better than anybody right now. Right. But where is he going to be when he's 27 or 33? Is he still going to be climbing? And I think I thought it was a great example because like where you are in a moment matters. 
And we're Brock Purdy and, you know, to also Patrick Mahomes, he probably he, the other way around. We're Pat Mahomes and we're Brock Purdy are right now. They're way ahead of anybody that's no, come before no them. No question. But it's ultimately, to your point, where do they end up? Yes. That's the bigger question. Yes. Where do they end up? In the Mahomes case, because we all agree kind of universally he's the best quarterback on the planet. He's got a chance to be an all-time great. If Patrick Mahomes is running a race with a ghost named Tom Brady, because he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. He better be at an even bigger lead than he has now <laughs> because that ghost is going to catch up because right. we know what that ghost ends up doing over we, time. Over time. Yes. We know that it may be slow and steady to start, which it is when you look at Tom's career, but it seems like he gets a little faster. Yeah. And a little but, faster. But <laughs> a little faster. I got to tell you, I mean, it's, this is it's just such a humongous opportunity for Brock Purdy because if he wins this Super Bowl, and let's just say that he is the MVP. So mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, 24 years old, third youngest quarterback to ever start in the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl against the dynastic, even though they now fall short of a dynasty according to Sean's metrics, the dynastic Kansas City Chiefs. He beats them, and it's because of him. Like This puts him on a platform that not a lot of quarterbacks get to. Right. And he's Mr. Irrelevant, and nobody was even thinking about 18 months ago. Yeah. And here he is. I- all of a sudden, he can be like on that same path that we're talking about no with doubt. all these other great now, quarterbacks. There's another thing on the line here, and, and you can change it. I think Andy Reid is proof that you can change what people think about you. Andy Reid, for the first decade and a half of his career, was always known as a really damn good head coach who mm-hmm. can't win the big one. He was Marty Schottenheimer of our era. He did get to a Super Bowl in 2004, Andy Reid, but so many championship game losses. I went through the numbers yesterday. We were talking about it with Andy Reid, how. Everything changed with Patrick Mahomes, specifically in year two in 2019 when they got all the way and won a championship against this Niner team. But before that, I think he had lost seven out of the first nine games he coached in the postseason with Kansas City. And Andy Reid's done a great job of changing that legacy that he had of a big loser into maybe one of the great coaches of all time. Well, there's somebody else who's creating a resume of losing, and his name is Kyle Shanahan. Like, Let's just be honest about that. Kyle Shanahan's a damn good head coach. He's real smart. Right. He's lost a lot of brutal games. He's blown a lot of brutal games. He was on that sideline as an offensive coordinator in the greatest Super Bowl collapse of all time. We saw the Niners in the Super Bowl against Kansas City blow that game. Mm -hmm. We also saw them blow a 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game (laughs) a couple of years ago. Like, all those things happened. So, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. I've been very pro Kansas City will win this game. But the one thing Kansas City does, and we've seen it before, is they'll come back on you. And if they come back on San Francisco, if they're down 10 nothing early, if they're down 17-3 early, dare I say it's 24-3, and Kyle Shanahan has his name <laughs> on not only another big loss in a big game, but a big loss in which his lead has been blown, which I just cited three pretty damn popular examples of it, (laughs) then Kyle Shanahan, early in his career, and he's still young enough where you can change it, will now start to write the script of a head coach that not only can't win the big one, but seems to collapse down the stretch. Yeah, you you are what you do in these moments, these massive moments. And I'm just going back and and looking at the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons Mm -hmm. and why... That that got away from them. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, there's a ton of reasons. Up twenty one to three at halftime, and then ultimately up twenty eight to three. They just couldn't. Like, I'm just looking at the drives now. Three and out. Three and out. Yeah. Six and out. Four and out. End of game. That's why a lot because, of that collapse. If the New England Patriots got the ball in overtime, that collapses on everybody. Right. Like that's on everybody's resume. It's on Dan Quinn's resume. It's on Kyle Shanahan's resume. And now you couple that with that you rewatched the game recently. They had that game. Well, yes, they did. They did. They did. But it's it's kind of the same. They had a five and out, and then a three and out. Yes. And the next thing you know, they're behind. And wow. Now, and now they're playing catch up. Yes. And I think the same thing happened in that Rams championship game just a couple of years ago. Right. We'll get to your calls on this game. We'll make our picks coming up in the next 15 minutes. 877-337-6666. I tell you, our digital department puts out videos, you know, clips from the shows here at WFN. I just saw one from our show, and my beard is just disgusting. <laughs> it is a giant forest on my face. <laughs> I think initially it was like, oh, okay, got a beard. It's a little different. But now... 
the hair follicles are just... <laughs> it's like a rainforest on my face. It's really, really <laughs> disgusting. I... I think that the way this beard ends, because obviously I'm not shaving it till Pete Alonso extends, which doesn't look likely. I think you guys are going to beg me to shave it. I think it's going to go that way. I uh, I got the talk from my wife last night. You got the talk you? from your wife? What yeah, did she after, say? after the whole A-Rod announcement, she was watching the video, she keeps up. She said, I, I got to tell you, I know that this is for radio and it's a fun bit and everything. Is this guy going to sign? I said, I don't think so. She, I said, why? She goes, yeah, at some point, you're going to actually have to help Evan out. She was actually starting to feel bad for you. Really? <laughs> she, really? It's, it's gone too far, <laughs> is what I was told. <laughs> no, I, I think we're going to get to that point. I think by, like, March, you guys are going to say, you know what? Cut the stupid thing off. Maybe it's going to start <laughs> smelling. Maybe there'll be food stuck to it. I'm not sure what. And you know what? Oh, that's brilliant. That's what I should How long doing. has it been, though? Uh, Two months? I don't remember. I don't either, but no, it feels no, I, forever. I do remember. It was right before Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. It was right before you went to Disney during Christmas. So it was Christmas. Okay, it was one of the holidays. I know that because I stopped about a week before I went away. So you're right. So it was Christmas. So I went away on the 22nd. Give it a week because I didn't do it. I stopped yeah. cutting before that. Mm-hmm. I'd say about December 10th. So that's two months. We're, two about, months. we're about two months, which yeah. is not even that long. No. No. <laughs> so the the date that Jeff McNeil appeared at Madison Square Garden, I have. Yes, what was the date of that? It was right after the Jet Falcon game on December 3rd. That night he appeared. Yeah. So it was even earlier? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it was December. So it's almost exactly two months. You so know what? I think Two I'm, months in like two days. I think days. it's more than that, though, because I do think my Thanksgiving thought was right, that I think that's the last time I shaved. I may not have made any declaration no, at right. that point. you're right. You made the declaration about your hair. Yes. And then... You had like scruff when you when you made the this and I didn't shave after the declaration. Right. Like I just kind of stuck with it. So I think it really is Thanksgiving for the last time I shaved. But that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I, I've now figured out my way out of this. I'm gonna become a pig. I'm gonna stick food to my disgusting beard. <laughs> I'm gonna smell. The, I'm gonna smell you guys out. That's what I'm gonna do. It's only gonna be me. They're not gonna experience this at all. Nah, Lugie and I meet before the show. Yeah, we talk to each can, other. You can plug his nose for like 20 minutes. I mean, I gotta sit here with you for four and a half hours. Uh, all right. Well, then I'm gonna get you guys to bully them and say, "Let him shave." I'll be sitting on the other I, side of the glass. I had the date wrong. I gave you when McNeil was at the garden again. It was Alonzo at the garden. When right? was Alonzo at the garden? December, uh, November 29th. See, I was right. It was Thanksgiving. I was right about that. Yeah. So really, it is Thanksgiving since I've shaven. Ugh, it's so disgusting. Anyhow, we'll make our picks coming up. And before we do make our NFL picks, which is just the Super Bowl, are we doing props and over-unders, boys, or are we just picking the game? I thought we were going to pick the game and give one prop. That was wonderful. The game and a prop. That and by the way, your prop fair. could be the over-under if you okay. want. Fair enough. The game and a prop. We'll do that coming up in the next 15 minutes. Let's go to Dante in East Brunswick. How are you, Dante? Hey, fellas. How we doing? What's Good. up, dude? Good, man. What's up? Uh, when you guys were talking about Brock Purdy before, I, I, there's been a couple of guys that, you know, have gone to the Super Bowl yeah. in their second game, whether it was Marino or Brady yep. or Rodgersburg. Like you said, another guy that had, like, a, a legendary first three years was Russell Wilson. And if right. he would have, I think if they would have had that second one, would you know, and he would have beat Brady and went back-to-back, not only could, you know, this, his whole career been different, that, that the, the way we look at the Seahawks could have been different because of what, so so to your point, there are a handful of guys that have gotten a Super Bowl in their second season, and he mentioned Dan Marino. Dan lost also. Like he didn't win right. the game. Uh Russell Wilson won, Ben Roethlisberger won, Tom Brady won, Kurt Warner won. Kurt Warner is like you almost don't want to include him because he was an older guy at that point. Yeah. Because he had played all that time in the arena league. But to your point about Russell Wilson, here's what I'll say about Russ. We talked earlier about how if you're chasing the ghost of Tom Brady, you better get a big lead because we know how it ends with Tom. He gets stronger as the race goes on. Russell Wilson, and we're learning this, it's the opposite. Like the He's way fading at the end. Yeah, the way his career started, 24 and 8, 4 and 1 in the postseason in those first two seasons, or in his first two years as a starting quarterback. We know that they lose the Super Bowl to New England in controversial fashion. Really the controversy of the ineptitude of Seattle themselves. Mm-hmm. But he never, like, he was good for a few more years, but we've now seen him fade. Well, I think in the case of Roethlisberger and Brady, all they did for the rest of their careers, Tiki, was add to their legacy, while Russell Wilson, unfortunately for him, has gone the other and, way. And I think um, the bad thing for Russ is that it's not only statistically that he's fading, and he's it's it's perceptually 
it's like nobody wants him at yeah. this point. And when Seattle, even though they had a decent year, no, his last year was bad. They were six and eight that his last season. Or he was six and eight his last season. But the year before they were twelve and four. Mm. And so but it felt like at the end of Seattle, they were like, All right, get get out of here. We don't want it we don't want you anymore. And, and so it, it became a perceptual thing yes. as opposed to how good or bad is he actually playing, which is, the, which is probably worse. I'll tell you the other perceptual thing that I think is going to affect him long down the road when his career is over and there's a debate about him being a Hall of Famer or mm-hmm. not, a nickname. And what I mean by that is Legion of Boom. Yeah, Legion of Boom. That nickname's going to stick, and it's going to be working against Russ. Because many years from now, if Russell Wilson doesn't have some kind of renaissance with another team... Which he could. Which he could. Because he's only 35. Correct. Not like he's 40. He's but 35. If, but if he doesn't and doesn't get to another Super Bowl, doesn't win another Super Bowl... I think the perception is going to be Legion of Boom won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I Legion think- of Boom is why they went to back to back, and I think Russ's accomplishments and he was a big part of it. Like the numbers he put up in those two years, oh. they freaking matter. Oh, they were he was great, but That's I think like- the perception of it goes down. Right, I think he has a real, I think decision, because it feels like Sean Payton wants to get rid of him. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Oh, he's gone. I think it's going to happen. He's on another team, so. But I don't think he's going to get traded for. Mm. And so it's going to be a, you're going to be a free, you're going to be free, pick where you go. Yeah. And I think where he decides to go is going to determine whether or not he becomes a Hall of Famer. He may not. not get to decide where he goes because how many teams are willing to give him the job as starting quarterback? Think about that. And we're talking about well, a guy. I, know, I, I mean, Atlanta would. Would they? Right now? Of course. Because who's, who's their starting quarterback? No. I mean, they, could, they could draft one. They could sign yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but they, they were, may prefer they were, Kirk they were, Cousins they were, over Russ. Yeah, and that's the that's, that's the other issue. There's <laughs> right. other there's other veteran quarterbacks that are kind of available as well, including Justin Fields. Yep. And so, it, like, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Russell Wilson and his career because he, again, he has some three or four probably good years left. It's where he goes. It's going to matter whether or not we think of him as a Hall of Fame level quarterback. Yeah. Before he left Seattle. I think we thought, yeah, he's trending. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. 1,000%. Favorite. It was a no-brainer. Right. And now, now it doesn't feel that way. Now we're not sure. Yeah. Kendrick's in suffering. How you doing, Kendrick? Guys, good. Uh, Ev, uh, as someone who also finds themselves in awkward situations all the time, I'm surprised <laughs> earlier when you are talking about inviting your father-in-law to watch a game. All you got to do is tonight go and tell him you're running to the liquor store, ask him what he wants to drink for the game. And if he says something, then you know he's in. And if not, you say you're not coming. What's the big deal? Ah, so that's, that's how solid, you attack Kendrick. that. That's smart. That is uh, solid. Look at you. Look at yeah, you, Kendrick. From one awkward look, person to another awkward person. I love it. <laughs> and speaking of awkward, the only thing that I ask for the, the three guys, once Evan is allowed to shave this beard, he's got to go into a tanning salon for at least 20 minutes before he shaves it so he gets that white uh, uh, <laughs> shadow there. I don't understand that one. Could you explain right, that one so to me? So your taking? face everywhere else except for the beard is going to be bright, is going to be tanned. And so when you shave, you're going to have like a white... <laughs> Oh, really? It's going to be because there's no sun. Problem is, Evan's face is the same color of all our asses, except for you, Teak. <laughs> he doesn't have a tan. Yeah. What's the difference? No, but if he went to a tanning bed, that's what he was saying. Oh, no, no. He's saying, ta- yeah, I think you missed it, Luke. I think he's saying I should go to a tanning bed so that it looks very white when I get out yes. of it. That's what not that it would look like that way naturally because I am not a tan person and it's the winter. I see. So he's saying make it bad for me. So yeah. you look ridiculous. Yes. yes. I got it. My bad. Yes. Yeah. He might be onto something. <laughs> I think he is onto something. Uh, might be a way to get rid of your beard. <laughs> Kendrick's my guy. I don't know if Lugie remembers this, but Kendrick is a longtime caller to this radio station, to my Saturday show now, to us. He's a great caller. I do remember. I never met him. Never met the guy. But he's a big, big Nets fan. That's how I think we first started connecting as host to listener, right? And I met him for the first time ever. I remember when he came up to me and he introduced himself and said, hi, big fan of the show, and then said his name okay. and where he was from. So look, when I when I meet listeners, it's always an honor yeah. of anyone who says they're a fan of our show or whatever. It's very, very nice. But when they say something and I'm like, oh, I know who you are, right. it was extra exciting. So here I am, and I'll tell you the location in a second. Here I am. Tap on the shoulder. Hey, Evan, big fan. I'm Kendrick from <laughs> Suffern, who I know is a giant, giant Nets fan. And he met me for the first time ever at the Chase Club at Madison Square Garden before <laughs> Nick's Heat game one of the playoffs last what year. What the hell? <laughs> and that was the first thing I said to him. I said, you know why I'm here. Right. Like, I'm here because I'm a hater and it's a place and, to be. And you have season tickets. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm a talk show host. Like, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go Knicks. I'm like, why the hell are you here? Then what do you say? Oh, buddy of mine's a big Knicks fan. Something to do on okay. a Sunday. There's nothing wrong with that. And nothing's wrong with that. But it's the basketball. You love basketball? You're going to see playoff basketball? Of course. 100%. But here's the best part about it. The Knicks lost that day. Uh-oh. And I feel like me and Kendrick's moment at that chase club. Hey, he was happy. We <laughs> brought the bad juju Call to Madison mushroom. Square Garden. Mm, mush. So here's what I say, Kendrick, if you're still listening. Screw Lou Gower. Screw him. That first Nick playoff game this year I on the don't. Chase Bridge, <laughs> I ain't taking Loogie. So. I'm not taking Big Zoo. No. I'm not taking Al Cintron, and I like Al. And Tiki, love you. I ain't taking you. I'll go sit lower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Kendrick and Suffer. Nice. Uh-oh. Speaking of bad juju on the Knicks, update here. Isaiah Hartenstein out tomorrow versus Ooh. Indiana with the Achilles and Jalen Brunson questionable. All right, so here's what we learned from that. iHeart got hurt last night. And remember, he had that Achilles issue earlier this season, and he missed Mm -hmm. like two or three games. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, but he missed a little bit of time. So, Are we now not blaming Tom Thibodeau for this one? No, you can't blame. It it just happens, man. Achilles are fatigue issues. And by the way, another 10-day deal for Tosh Gibson. Yeah, yeah, which makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah. at this point. If he doesn't yeah, pass he out uh, first. Yeah, I. so with iHeart, here's the issue. Precious because it's Shua a sit starting center. Because it's a pre-existing injury that we already know he has, right. there's a level of concern that, uh-oh, he's re-injured himself. And sometimes, tell me if I'm wrong, the re-injury is worse than It the is injury. because like you've gotten to a point where you can tolerate whatever whatever the issue is, and then it gets so bad that you can't tolerate it anymore. Right. That means it's worse. Yes. So... I, it, and it looked benign watching that game. It looked like nothing really happened. He stumbled a little bit and maybe stepped on a foot and stretched it a bit. But Achilles are tricky because we know this because of what we just went through with Aaron Rodgers all offseason. Could feel like it's nothing, and all of a sudden it snaps and it's gone. And yeah. that would be, like, really worst case scenario. Oh, dude, I mean, in NBA, next. he's out. He'd be missing right. a year and a half if that's the well, case. Well, I'm, I'm forget him. I'm talking about for the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he's actually been a – He's been great. No, he's been in, tremendous. In, in, in Mitchell Robinson's stead. Without no. him, they are, they're lost. Well, then I think then you are calling Robin Lopez very quickly. And you are signing a bigger two mm. that's mm-hmm. basically on the street right now. But I think the, the worry. Luke, he didn't love that one. The worry that you have. Well, there's not really any great options. No. Michael Joe Kim Noah back and say you want to come out of retirement? Anything is better than watching Taj Gibson gasp for air on the nah, court. Yeah. He was about to pass out last. Nah, like, they need a body that no. can play. Like, he did play a lot minutes. of minutes. He has not used And he's to. old. I get he- it. Healthy Jericho Sims will sure. get more of a burn. Yeah. I think that the concern you have is that the Knicks are just not going to tell you anything. And so now if you're a Knicks fan, you're just going to read into the injury report. So the fact he's already ruled out makes you feel like it's sort of serious. Mm-hmm. Now you also only have three games left before the break. So like I said about Jalen Brunson, you probably want to be smart and you want to be very conservative before the break. And even if that means you have a losing streak going into the break, you just want to be smart. You play Indiana on Saturday night, you don't want to push guys. The fact Jalen's questionable leads you to think that maybe he'll test himself tomorrow night, see how he feels on that ankle. But again, I think you got to be extra cautious. I think that the Nick fan has to realize, and this is a compliment to you guys, as cool as it would be to be the two seed, as cool as it would be to That's be the not three seed. Anymore. No, it's not. You're, it's not. You're just. It, it feels like the Knicks are in hold on mode. Well, it, it's not right. even about that. It's not going to happen just because you're not winning games. It doesn't need to happen. And I think you've got to treat. You got to treat it as such. You can't push guys because you want it. That's the difference. You got to be just smart with your injuries. That's what it comes down to. You got to be smart with iHeart. You got to be smart with Jalen Brunson. We all know about OG Ananobi now. He's out at least three weeks. It's going to be more than that. It's going to be a month. <laughs> I mean, think of the think of the injured list right now. Yeah, it's it's vast. It tests your depth. It is vast, and that's something that the Knicks don't have. It tests your depth, but it offers more opportunities. Let's go to Pat and Glendale. What's up, Pat? Charlie Brown Jr.? Yes. Yes, it does. Nope. Yes, what's up, uh, Pat? What's up? Hey, what's going on, Pat? How are you? We're good, man. Question. I know you guys are talking about this before, but that whole thing with the um, you know Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and Brock Purdy scenario, yeah. yeah. you don't think scenarios that the quarterback is in for those first couple of years, dictates everything for the rest of their career? Without a doubt. Like, say, for instance, like, Pat Mahomes is with, came into an Andy Reid system right. and has been in an Andy Reid system. Granted that the enemy had left, but he's still kind of more or less doing the same thing. Right. Just like Tom Brady was with... Um, Josh McDaniels. Um, with Josh McDaniels. Right. No, you're if, absolutely if, right about that. And and, and I'll yeah, tell you why, Tom, why... If, you know, Mahomes comes to the Giants or the Jets, and I'm a huge Giants fan, big fan of Tiki. Yeah. You know... 
Pat, Mahomes I've always said this. He definitely is not the same person. Pa- Pat, I've always said this. It matters so much where you get drafted to right. and the circumstances that you're in. It, and we, and we, this came up a lot with Zach Wilson, and Zach had all the potential in the world. Right, you start reading about where he's going to go. Well, where is Zach going to get traded to? Or if he gets cut, who's going to sign him? The only thing that they're signing is not his production. They're signing his his arm potential. Right, they're signing his 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 acumen as a physical you know athlete playing the position because he came into the worst position to develop as a quarterback. Right, we talked about it earlier with the Greg Knapp passing. Unfortunately, may he rest in peace. And then a rookie offensive coordinator and play caller and LaFleur, and it just was the worst circumstance for a young quarterback to come into. Pat Mahomes came into a perfect circumstance, right? Brock Purdy came into a perfect circumstance. You know who else did? C.J. Stroud, who just won Rookie of the Year, because Bobby Slowick, who was the offensive coordinator down there in Texas, guess where he was? He was in San Francisco. Guess what he had just previously done? He, he, He tutored... Uh, Brock Purdy, and before that, he tutored Trey Lance. So he had these young kids and know how to get them up to speed. So where you get drafted to matters more than any bit of talent that you have. No question. I think we've seen that with a lot of guys, but sometimes where you're drafted to and what you're asked to do changes, and then you find out, okay, is that guy just playing the right part, or can that guy be elite? And the guy I'm using as an example on that is Roethlisberger because Mm -hmm. he takes over in 2004 – doesn't lose a game. They was were 14 that Tom and 0. Zach? Was that Tom Zach? Who was the quarterback before? Who was the quarterback that got him? Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to guess it was Mike Tom Zach. I don't even remember. For Pitts, was it Tommy Maddox? Oh, it might have been Tommy Maddox. But Tommy Maddox, I always felt like, was a backup. Yeah. Well, the Steelers didn't have great quarterback play. Oh, it was while. Maddox. Like, you're right. Stewart. No, I mean, you're right. That. Good call, Loogie. So Tommy ben, Maddox. Ben steps in and just isn't asked to do a lot. No. And actually went 14-0 in the regular season. Chet should have beaten him in that divisional playoff game. Didn't lose, a po- didn't lose a game until the AFC title game against New England. Following year, same thing. Like, Ben is kind of on that ride to winning a Super Bowl. Again, not asked to do that much. 2006, led the league in interceptions. Yeah. 2007, becomes Ben. Becomes a star. Bruce Arians is the offensive coordinator, and all of a sudden, I think we would all say Ben Roethlisberger proved Hall of Fame quarterback. Right now, if he's not drafted in that kind of situation early, obviously he doesn't have that early success team wise. But does he ever become that star he became three years later? The point is, you can come into this league as a game manager who's not asked to do a lot. By the way, that's not Brock Purdy. I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you can be asked to do that. You can do it for two, three years. And then, by the way, you can kind of let your wings spread and become a star. Yeah, and I think that's what Ben Roethlisberger. Did. I, I tell you, it's funny when you bring up Ben. I'm just looking at the you know the direction. You talk about those first three years, one of which he won a Super Bowl, but he wasn't asked to do a lot. That's my point. It's because Ken Wisenhunt was his offensive coordinator, right? So the circumstance was, you know, Ken is a run guy. Ken's going to turn around and hand it off to those those trio of backs that he had over the over those years, and. You know what, Ben? Just don't mess it up. Right. We have a really good defense. Just don't mess it up. And then you mentioned 2007. Ken Wisenhunt is gone. Bruce Arians is the offensive coordinator with no risk it, no biscuit. All right, Ben, let's chuck this thing around and see what happens. <laughs> and he throws for 32 touchdowns. So it's just like like the circumstances that you're in matter Big so time. much. And, I'm, and it's, it's obviously at the beginning, but I think it's all the way throughout the entirety of your career. Like if you if you go someplace else and – and and find a worse situation. Russell Wilson is the perfect example, right? I love Nate Hackett, but that was a bad situation up there. Russell Wilson goes from, you know, 3,000 or 4,000 yards in Seattle, winning 12 games, had a bad season the year after that. I want to trade. I want to get out of here. I don't run my own shop and prove whatever it is. It was a bad situation for him. And he almost got run out of the league because of it. No, no doubt. The circumstances matter a lot. They certainly do. Let's make our picks, and we'll make a couple of picks. We'll make a Super Bowl pick, and then everyone can add a prop that they want. And they're brought to you by London menswear brand Charles Truitt. Shopping new favorites at ctshirts.com by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today by Elec 825, building our future, and by Surfside Vodka and Iced Tea. Your sunshine in a can, ask for it at your local liquor store. Looking back on Championship Sunday, I went one and one. I got the Chiefs right, Niners wrong. Because they did not cover, by the way. They didn't cover, right? Remember, mm. remember right about that? They didn't cover that game, did they? No. Who, the Chiefs? The, the San Francisco Niners. Niners did not cover. Okay, just want to confirm that. So I went 1-1. One one. Loogie went 2-0, and oh, took Kansas City and Detroit. Sean went 1-1, one one, took Kansas City and San Francisco. And Tiki went 1-1, one one, took Baltimore, but took Detroit. So for the postseason, I'm 5-7. and seven. 
Lugie is four and eight. Sean is seven and five. And Tiki is two and ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are our playoff records. <laughs> oh, baby. So we will pick the game. The spread right now is San Francisco minus two and a half. And then whatever prop bet, whether it's over under or a prop bet that you want to make, that's up to you. Let's kick it off with Tommy Lugauer. All right, Evan, we'll start with the prop bet. This is an obvious one. Everyone will be on it, but I'm going to take Travis Kelsey over receiving yards. The number is 72 and a half. He's gone over that number twice out of three Super Bowl appearances. He's been red hot. I wrote him off this year. He looks shot. He's been unbelievable in the playoffs so far. You know Mahomes is going to want to go to him early and often. He trusts him. Outside of Rasheed Rice, this is the only other guy he trusts. So I expect a lot of Travis Kelsey. Again, it's obvious, but give me Travis Kelsey over receiving yards, 72 and a half. I'm very conflicted on this because if you listen to our pick segment throughout the year, you know I get on Evan a lot because he tends to side with the public. That's why he has such a good record. The public has had a good year. The Niners are the sharp side. They are. Everyone and their mother are betting the Chiefs, and yet the line has moved back towards the Niners. So normally, I'd be all over the Niners here. Revenge, the whole thing. I can't go against the Chiefs. I can't go against Taylor Swift. I can't go against Travis Kelsey. I can't go against what they are doing right now. Plus, I'm getting two and a half. So maybe there's a path to the Niners winning this game and the Chiefs still covering. But I'm gonna. Mahomes is amazing when he's getting points, so... As much as I hate it, and I don't want to sit through another Chiefs Super Bowl victory, I have to take the Chiefs here, two and a half. Tiki Barber. Chiefs, give me the Chiefs to win it outright on the money line. <sighs> Obviously, they're going to cover as well. The two and a half. I had a whole plethora of prop bets that I'm looking at. <laughs> you got a plethora. Right. But the one that's most interesting to me, because I think this is going to be a close game, there's two well-coached squads offensively, defensively as well, both sides. And I think it's going to be high scoring because because of that. And they've had two weeks to prepare, which is advantage offense to me. But the fourth quarter lead change prop. I saw this earlier in the week. I don't know what it is now. But the fourth quarter lead change plus 270. That's almost a guarantee. So give me the fourth <laughs> quarter lead change plus 270. I mean, a long, shirt, long shot bet, really long shot bet right. is any player scoring four touchdowns. It was over plus 2,000. Ooh, four touchdowns? Yes, and I think it could be Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Even in a losing effort. Wow. So, that's the other one. That's interesting. I don't hate that for those odds. I don't. (laughs) Sean, go ahead. All right. I'm sorry for everybody out there that's picking the Niners. Bless your heart. I think you're completely overthinking this thing. (laughs) If I am going to lose my hard-earned money betting this game, I am certainly not doing it with Kyle Shanahan, who has basically been lucky through these first two games that he came back. The Packers, too. We forget about that game as well. You're right. This is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' time. And until it's not, I am going to bet them. So there we go. I am taking the Chiefs. I'm not overthinking it. Though my prop is going to be pro 49er. I am taking Kyle Juszczyk at over four and a half receiving yards in this game. Over four and a half. That's definitely happening. That's a fun one. Here's the thing. He had 33 yards versus the Lions in the receiving game. Nothing versus the Packers, but his last three regular season games, receiving yard totals of 26, 5, and 23. So all I have to do is go over four and a half. It just hasn't happened once in the last five games he's played. Give me Juszczyk. So, I mean, listen, I am disgusted by everybody at this radio station. I'm disgusted by Tiki. I'm disgusted by Lugie and Sean. I'm disgusted by Boomer. I'm disgusted by Gio. I'm disgusted by Recco. I, I'm not going to say I'm disgusted by BT and so I've not heard their picks today. So I'm going to leave them out because I have no idea what they did. But I know what everyone else did. And all you guys are just con- Johnny-come-latelys. That's all you are. <laughs> all you did, all of you. Oh, you're, you're chuckling over there. You're the last to come around. You're the worst of this, Tiki. You and Gio are the worst of this. I just wanted the Chiefs to lose. You guys. (laughs) I just wanted them to lose. Picked against the Kansas City Chiefs all playoff long. You picked against them all season long. And now as a radio station, we're all universally picking Kansas City. By the way, in fairness, I picked against them to lose the spread against the Dolphins. I didn't pick against them to lose the game. Doesn't matter. All of you guys picked the Dolphins, spread or not. All of you did. It matters. It was like 15. It was four and a half. It wasn't even a big number. It was low. It was small. 
So when I pick Kansas City, and goodbye SNY, sorry, Loogie went too long, that's why you're not going to hear my pick. Oh, I just <laughs> cry me a river. I'm just kidding, it's not your fault. Hey, listen to our radio show then. And if you want to hear my pick, come on the radio, 101.9 FM, or the Odyssey app, what can I tell you? <laughs> Anyhow, all these Johnny-come-latelys, oh, kids, can't bet against Mahomes. That's the story of the season. The story of the season is the disrespect this dynasty has gotten. From top to bottom. Oh, Miami's going to give him a game. Oh, Buffalo, this is their time. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Your sister's ass with all of that. There you go, Sean. My man. Uh, so, I'm not going to feel dirty and I'm not going to feel guilty when I make the pick that everyone's making, that America's making. Because it's the right pick. The Chiefs getting two and a half. Chiefs are going to win this game easily. See, CSNY, you did get his pick. Easily. Yeah, they did get my pick. <laughs> <laughs> easily. In fact, I'm going to give you a breakdown of how this game goes. The Niners will take an early lead. They're going to tease you. I think Buffalo had a 3 nothing lead against Dallas right. in their second Super Bowl. I actually have this completely planned out. Oh, do you? You got it planned out? But we'll talk about it later. Here's you, got my, the, you got the script? Here's my plan. Right now. San Francisco takes an early lead. You're right. McCaffrey gets in the end zone a couple of times. And there the Niners are up 17-3, late second quarter. Hmm. Chiefs score a late touchdown to make it 17-10. Come back around to start the second half, tie the game up. And then I think they blow past these frauds. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs getting the two and a half and making the fourth quarter nice and relaxing. You know what they're going to do in the fourth quarter? They're going to run the ball down their throats. And that's why I'm taking the over on Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards, mm. which is at 67 and a half. Will he get to 100? Yeah. We talked earlier how we haven't had a 100-yard rusher in the Super Bowl since Damian Williams in the first Chiefs Niner Super Bowl. That's the only time we've had it in the last decade. So I think Pacheco does it. So I think Kansas City's down early, which means on the FanDuel app, I'm going to bet the Chiefs' money line once they're even a bigger (laughs) underdog. And then I think they're going to win this game easily. So we'll make it a clean sweep. Kansas City plus two and a half. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.